Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. So this morning we're going to look and talk about UFC, Ultimate Fight Club. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. So uh, put your put your gloves down. Um, uh, but uh, I'm uh, the the title of the message or the the the, the three things that I'm going to uh, talk about. It is the ac- acronym actually UFC. And uh, we're going to talk about unity. We're going to talk about focus, and then also about uh, community this morning, which are all three things that uh, really blessed me this past week, impacted me, and just really showed me again the importance of these things. So uh, let's open up our hearts and just look at firstly, what is God's heart when it comes to unity? And uh, as I was preparing uh, just uh, the, the message and just kind of uh, getting my heart ready for this, this morning, one of the phrases that just jumped out in my heart is choosing to focus on the unity we share rather than the things that we can differ on. Choosing to focus on the unity that we share rather than the things that we can differ on. Because uh, who of you can agree with me this morning, there's some things that you would have different opinion than I have about matters. All of us in this room has got an opinion about something. It's just life. It is how it is. Whether you're a married couple, you'd know this. Um, it, you don't need to be very old to come to know that everyone's got a different opinion about something. And we can be distracted by the different opinions about things. And especially this past week, there were ample opportunity to be distracted by the different opinion that you would have shared to the decision that leadership has made. And some people got distracted, like I said, by the difference, forgetting that there's something so much more powerful, a unity that we share that is so much more powerful, that's lasting for eternity, that's got eternal impact. And if we focus in on that, Like I said, two women, two ladies got born again this past week. That is something to celebrate. That is a unity that we are celebrating and sharing. So let's not get distracted by because all of the opinions and things that we might have and can differ on, all of those things are temporal. Guess what? This past week has come and it's gone. Next week, it's going to come and it's going to go. There might be other things coming up. We're praying against anything like that. But everything that's happening in the natural, those things that you might have a different opinion on, in light of eternity, what do they matter? Let's stop getting distracted by the things that don't matter in light of eternity. Let's focus in on the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing His kingdom, sharing His love with one another. There's a unity that we need to focus in on and come to know more purposefully so that we cannot become distracted by all of the other things. John 17 verse 22 and 23 says, the glory that you have given me, this is Jesus' words, and says, the glory that you have given me, I've given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I and them, you and me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you have loved me. This is powerful. Jesus sharing the words of the unity that we're sharing in the Spirit. And, um, and this is something that the world will come to know when we come to know the unity that we share with one another. 
the unity of the Spirit that we share with one another, when that becomes our focus, when we stop being divided by, by all of these petty things and, and decisions and things that don't carry any difference into eternity. And this is an invitation to you guys this morning and everyone online as well and, and to those who uh, didn't come and maybe going to listen to this teaching uh, afterwards, this word afterwards. Let's focus in on, because there's a glory that Jesus is saying. There's a glory that I've given to them. It's the Spirit of God in man, and that unity, that same Spirit, that Jesus, that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of each one of us. And guess what His heart is? Guess what His ministry is to you and to me? That we focus in on, magnify that unity, and stop focusing on the differences of opinions that we might have in the flesh. This word will bless you so much if you take it to heart. This word will set you up to live in so much more freedom and victory when you take this, when you make it your own, because this was Jesus' heart from the beginning, that we will come to know the unity that we share in the Spirit. This promise was made to, to Abraham, Galatians 3, verse, this verse 14. It says that the blessing of Abraham might come unto the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That is awesome. Yesterday at the, um, at the men's conference, I had a chat with someone uh, just before the service who was attending. And this is a, such, a, such a powerful truth that, that we need to come to know. God's plan from the beginning of time, God's promise to, ble uh, to bless Abraham from the beginning was always the promise of the Holy Spirit. And that promise of the Holy Spirit that we are living in, that reality now, that unity now, Man, it changes everything. But we need to come to understand your hearts need to be illuminated. Your eyes need to be open to this truth, to this reality. Because the truth is out there, right? But John 8.32 doesn't say that the truth is going to set you free. It says that the truth that you come to know is going to set you free. So are you coming to know this? Are you coming to understand this? The unity that we have in the Spirit, because it's by coming to know this, coming to intimately uh, become saturated with this, that we are going to experience the, 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 the power of that truth and that reality. In Genesis 11, we see this power of, of unity, and, and it's a popular passage of Scripture from the New Living Translation, Genesis 11, 6. And uh, when... Um, that the people were, were building the tower. And it says, look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. And then God caused a, a, a division among their languages, caused confusion there. And this is something that unbelievers were partaking of. They were united in something. And God's own word says that they, nothing will be impossible for them. Imagine the believers, you and me, imagine the church of God comes to unity, knowing this unity that we share in the spirit, how powerful we are going to be in the world, how nothing is going to be impossible for us in the world. But we, I've been there and I'm still growing in this as well, but I'm choosing to grow in this. Some people aren't choosing to grow in this. Some people are stuck on the petty things of the decisions that need to be made and, and so consumed with, oh, like now I have to go into isolation. Oh, why do I have to get tested? In light of eternity, who cares? We have made a decision as a leadership and it's a decision made by love, not by fear to protect the community, the family, 
come into agreement with us and let's advance God's kingdom. It's an invitation from us to you. And this is something that is going to happen. There will be nothing impossible for us when we start to realize the unity that we share and that Jesus Christ is this unity. Psalm 133, just want to read verse 3 then. It says, as the dew, the, it's a short chapter. I'm not going to go through all of the, the verses just because of the, the sake of time. Well, let's go there. I think I've got some time. Verse 1 to 3, it says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountain of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. For there the Lord commanded the blessing and even life forevermore. Verse 1 talks about unity. Behold how good, how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Verse 3, for there the Lord commanded the blessing and life forevermore. We just looked at the blessing that God promised to Abram and that blessing of the Holy Spirit. So in light of this passage of Scripture, in light of what Jesus accomplished for us, the blessing that we have, life forevermore that we have, is the Spirit of God inside of us. And there's such a freedom in that. There's such an empowering in that, coming to know this, coming to, to uh, uh, shift our focus to this, that God wants you to experience. He wants you to experience something so powerful. He wants the world to experience this. But as a church, we need to come together and focus on the unity that we share because in that, there's blessing, there's overflow, there's power. Romans 12 verse 16 says this, Work towards unity and live in harmony with one another. Avoid thinking you are better than others or wiser than the rest. Instead, embrace common people and ordinary tasks. Now, there's going to be times when uh, you get into contact with, with, uh, with family and because of social kind of differences and economic statuses and, and uh, ethnic groups and cultures, we can focus on all of those things and be so divided by that. And you see this out in the world. You see this in, the, in, a, in a lot of Christians. You see this out in the world where people that, that, that aren't born again, they don't know this. And uh, Paul is encouraging the Romans here, and he's uh, 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 writing, he says, work towards this unity. Now, it doesn't mean that we need to strive, but our minds, and, and, and uh, in Romans 12, he also writes about, do not be conformed to this world. The world wants to focus on the differences. The world wants to magnify the differences, and often we are influenced by the world, right? Any one of you influenced by the world ever? I'm often influenced by the world, I'll be honest. But we need to work against, and the awesome thing with working towards unity, <clears throat> it's not very hard when you just choose to die to self. Because it's your pride and my pride that wants to elevate my opinion above the unity that we share in the Spirit. It's the pride of man that comes against the unity that God has created and made available for us. And the awesome thing with recognizing your pride and dying to self, when I choose God's way, when I choose to humble myself, even when it maybe doesn't feel good in the moment, man, is there an exaltation from God? Is there a glory manifest in my life? Is there a freedom that I can experience? 
because I'm choosing God's way rather than my way. I'm choosing to, to, to heal to God's wisdom. Who of you know that God's wisdom is greater than my wisdom and your wisdom and all of our wisdom together in this room? Now, if we can agree on that and if we can recognize that as the truth and the reality, how easy wouldn't it just be to put my pride aside and say like, Jesus, like, I don't really feel like it, but praise God, I can because your spirit inside of me is a spirit of unity with my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I can support this decision even though I don't necessarily agree with it fully. And I know there have, have been people this past week and I'm super thankful for that. Like Shane also shared, Marna shared, Llewellyn shared a little bit. I know that there are people this past week who didn't necessarily agree fully with leadership's decisions that were made. But guess what? You, you wouldn't know about those people. Why? Because they are in unity with us. Yes, they've got opinion maybe. Maybe they would have done it differently if they were the campus pastor and the leaders of this ministry. But they chose to, to be united in the decision that we made and move forward with us in this decision because there's strength in that unity. So I commend you for that if you're one of those people. And like I said, I wouldn't know if you're one of those people because you haven't expressed your opinion to me that you would have done it like this and that the next thing. And I had a few people like that and they repented, praise God for that. And I thank you for repenting as well and uh, saying like, I'm sorry for uh, giving you all of my opinions and how I would have done it and this and that and the next thing. Because that doesn't help me. That doesn't help me. What helps me is if you choose to just be united with us, believing, choosing to believe that our heart for you is to protect you, to shepherd you. Our heart for you is to be equipped with the, the power of God and to advance God's kingdom. That's our heart for you. And so I want to invite you, maybe if you're new to this church family, it's maybe a little bit more difficult to, to trust someone that you don't have strong relationship with. But man, when you, when you err on the side of giving someone the benefit of the doubt by faith and in accordance with the word of God, I want to err on that side. I want to err on that side of trusting God's word, trusting his way, trusting the way that he's created things where there is church family and there is leadership. And leadership's purpose is to bless you, to shepherd you, to serve you. And allow us to shepherd you, allow us to, to serve you. If you've been part of this family for, for uh, uh, a long period of time, you'd have come to see this already, like Alan shared, like Manara shared a little bit. Catherine, myself, Devon, He's not here this morning. And all of the leadership, we are really about servant leadership. We love serving people because that's God's heart. Jesus himself came not to be served, but to serve. And it's so easy to just serve one another. It's so easy to just, just love on one another. And so I want to invite you to stick around because you will see this. Test my words. You will see me serving you. You'll experience me serving you. You'll experience the leader serving you. Because that's God's heart and that builds the family. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 and 15. And this morning with the Ultimate Fight Club, we're mainly going to focus on the ultimate, joking on the unity. Um, <laughs> Ephesians 2, 14 to 15, then it says from the Passion Translation, Are oh, reconciling peace with Jesus. He made Jew and non-Jew one in Christ 
by dying as our sacrifice, he has broken down every wall of prejudice that separated us and has now made us equal through our union with Christ. Ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. The legal code that stood condemning every one of us has now been repealed by his command. His triune essence has made peace between us by starting over, forming one new race of humanity, Jews and non-Jews fused together. Man, is this powerful. The work of Jesus on the cross, what Jesus accomplished through his death, his resurrection, and the outpouring of his spirit. There's so much power in that unity that this uh, Ephesians chapter 2 in this context is talking about. There was such a, such a divide on earth between the Jews and everyone else, the, the, the Gentile, the unbeliever. And through the work of Jesus and this, this covenant that he ushered in for all people, when we come to know this and start, start focusing on and magnifying the reality of this unity that we share in the Spirit, you're not going to see skin color anymore. You're not going to see culture groups anymore. You're going to see kingdom. In kingdom, there's one culture. That is God's heart for us to start experiencing that here on earth. But guess what? It takes you, 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 each person on every seat to come together with this unity, to allow your mind to be renewed to this truth so that we can together be God's bride, so that we can together be the body functioning as one and changing this nation, changing the world. That is the power of God manifest. It's his church body coming to know this unity because in that there's power. Because the unity is on Jesus Christ. It's focused on Jesus, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and be fully persuaded by that. Moving on to focus. We've talked a little bit about focus this morning. And like I said, this past week, we gave, or not we gave, and this was funny, shame man. It wasn't funny in the moment. It was a little bit uh, emotional to a degree. I wasn't. Not emotional as in I wanted to cry, but just like I was frustrated as well. I was also like, man, it sucks because like we really, with our, we can draw from the wisdom of Christ. And, and uh, I believe that we very much did so this past week. Uh, but there were still some, some degrees of like, man, we could have maybe done this better. Praise God, you've got leaders that can acknowledge we could have done this better. And uh, I've, I've had many times um, told, uh, told people, even just a few weeks ago with Lou Allen, with the uh, decision that we made, I was like, we could have done this better. Uh, uh, so next time, let's learn from this opportunity and we'll do this better. We'll do this different. Um, it's, it's so easy for me to say I'm sorry, really. It uh, doesn't come very hard to me. You can ask my wife. It's very easy for me to say I'm sorry. <laughs> I do that often, say sorry. Um, which implies, obviously, there's, there's a need for me to maybe say sorry. Um, but uh, it's awesome to, to, to know that like, uh, in this past week and, and using wisdom and just uh, drawing from God, um, Catherine, my wife, uh, she's a little, she was a little bit teary um, with a few things that was happening and uh, just frustrated. And it's also like uh, our son is turning seven months old tomorrow. And uh, so he's uh, going through uh, a few uh, transitions of he's becoming a big boy now and he wants to rule the world already. And it's awesome and he's great. Uh, I love him. I'm sure they're online. Love you guys. Um, but she was a little bit teary 
And she was like, and I'm like, I'm just looking at her. I'm giving the church a lot of opportunity to demonstrate grace towards me. And I, I know you guys, you guys were challenged. You're like, oh man, Etienne is like trying a lot of me to demonstrate grace towards me. And I was like, so I'm, I'm just like, I'm just giving the church this opportunity. I'm not, I'm not choosing it by, uh, uh, willfully choosing it, but as things are going, like I'm giving them this opportunity. And she's like, but you're giving a lot of opportunities for this week. Like it's, you're giving them too much opportunity to show you grace. <laughs> I, I know, I know, but um, man, it's, it's really been awesome this week um, with everything that's happening, just how people responded to this, um, to the decisions that we've made and really being united with us in that. So I really appreciate this and um, we'll get to a, a scripture a little bit later um, on, on that. But uh, on focus, 2 Timothy chapter 3, we're actually not going to get that uh, to that specific scripture, but uh, in Hebrews chapter 13, um, it talks about uh, just, just leadership in church and uh, uh, shepherding, because that's really what leadership is about. It's not about domineering. It's not about anything like that. It's really about shepherding um, and serving one another. And uh, the writer of Hebrews is encouraging uh, the people to, to make it easy for your leaders to lead you. And a lot of you have really made it easy for, for me and for us to lead you guys this past week. And, and uh, man, is that a joy? Is that a blessing? So I really appreciate that. And uh, if you made, maybe made it difficult for me and you know you made it difficult for me, I still love you. And we're all growing in this. We're all growing in understanding like uh, what it means to be united together in the spirit and um, you're growing and coming to know me, know my heart for you uh, and all of that. And we're building a trust relationship. So um, I'm not condemning you uh, for that. But uh, yeah, I'm inviting you just to uh, give us the benefit of the doubt when decisions like these are maybe made. Uh, because we really do love each one of you and uh, we want the best for all of you guys. So 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 to 17, talking about focus a little bit. And it says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from a childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which you are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scriptures breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now you are wondering, how does this link to focus? I'm going to show you how this links to focus because this past week you could have been focused on, like I said, everything in the natural, or you could have been focused on this very thing that there's one thing needful. You see the picture of Mary and Martha. If you know the story, Martha running around, she's busy with a whole bunch of things, cleaning the house, getting the food ready. All of a sudden she realizes, where's Mary? Oh, she's sitting at Jesus' feet. What's up with that? And Jesus says, one thing is needful. Now, you could have been distracted this past week with a whole bunch of things. There was opportunity for you to be distracted by a whole bunch of things. But there's one thing needful, and this is the message of the Bible. From the beginning of time, all scriptures breathe out, uh, verse, verse 15, and from a childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings or the scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. This is the message of the Bible. To come to know the gospel of Jesus Christ and receive this Spirit of God in me. Come to know this. Become acquainted with Him inside of me. 
Because that is the empowering. Verse 17. And through that there's a completion. In a, last week we looked at, a, not last week, two weeks ago, in Colossians chapter 2, it talks about uh, the completeness that we have. Those who are in Christ have been made complete. There's a completeness that we have that the world needs to come to know, and it's completeness that we share through receiving Christ, because it's in that completeness that we are equipped for every good work. Some people were experiencing a little bit of a frustration this past week and not being very fruitful, to be honest. And I'm not thinking about specific people now when I'm saying this, but when we come to know and we focus on the main thing, the key thing that Timothy is encouraged here, continue in what you've learned and firmly believed. What did Timothy learn? Through the scriptures, through the word of God, through the message of the gospel, that there's salvation through Jesus Christ, and this changes everything. The Spirit of God living inside of me, me being overwhelmed by that truth, that changes everything. That changes the way that I respond to when leadership makes a decision that, hey guys, maybe isolate, go get tested. Or you can focus on the fact that, hey, I have to go into isolation. Hey, I have to get tested. Forgetting about the Spirit of God living inside of you. And that's the key thing. That is the thing that we need to focus in on, whether you're in isolation or not. I was in isolation on Thursday, sitting on my couch, doing a video call with a Muslim girl, praying for and she received Christ. I'm not blowing my own horn. I'm blowing my focus that it was on Jesus and that I'm not limited by this thing. I'm not limited by my isolation. Now, maybe you experience limitation on your isolation. Why is that? Focus. What are you focused on? What are you glorifying? What are you magnifying in this time? Because there's a lot of things that are different. There's a lot of things that we don't necessarily like. But praise God, there's one thing sure. That the gospel is ready. The harvest is ready. Are you going to be a laborer? Or are you going to be a complainer? It's your choice. I can't choose for you whether you're going to be a laborer or a complainer. Luke 24, we see this again. Jesus saying, verse 44, These are my words that I have spoken to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, Thus Christ should suffer, and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. This was Jesus' message. This was the message of the Bible and is the message of the Bible today. What are you focusing on? The calling and the commission of Jesus wasn't to get sidetracked by whether leadership is making the right decision or the wrong decision. Jesus' ministry and his message was proclaiming the gospel and commissioning us to do that very same thing. Not get distracted by the circumstances, the, 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 the change in season, so to speak. All of these things. Things are going to change. Last year, a lot of things changed for a lot of people, right? Lockdown happened. And then we kind of become used to it and we kind of maneuver around things and then we like, feel like we're free, we're free, we're free. And then President announces lockdown again for a few weeks. And then we're like, oh man, 
I thought this is over. And then we're like sailing, sailing, sailing. Then boom, someone tests positive for COVID. And then we have to kind of make a few different decisions. Praise God that we thrive through lockdown. We flourish through lockdown. The ministry grew. More people were reached. People came into the kingdom of God. People are being equipped for their ministry. And God's kingdom is being established. And that same thing happened this past week. Because what is our focus? Our focus is on Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus, and not allowing the temporal things to distract us from our calling to minister Jesus to the world. Now, like I said, we, we, we share this focus with our family and we invite people to be part of meetings where this is like we're we, we ministering this focus, we're we imparting this, this onto you guys. But not everyone partakes of this. Because some people just choose to, to rather complain, rather magnify the indifferences and not magnify the unity that we have in the Spirit. And this is what we need as a, as a church community to grow in this. Grow in this unity. Choose to grow in your mindfulness. The reality, the truth of this unity that we share in the Spirit. Magnifying Jesus in us and His will for us to make Him known in this world. Lastly, just on community, just a few passages of Scripture. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, verse 32 to 37. says, All the believers were in, in uh, were one in mind and heart. Selfishness was not a part of their community, for they shared everything they had with one another. Again, like I said, pride, self-centeredness, selfishness, that will prevent you from focusing on the unity that we have. Because it's only by pride, it's only by being self-centered that you feel like your opinion is more important than the unity that we share in the Spirit. There's, and they shared everything they had with one another. The apostles gave powerful testimonies about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great measures of grace rested upon them all. Some who owned houses or land sold them and brought the proceeds before the apostles to distribute to those without. Not a single person among them was needy. For example, there was a Levite from Cyprus named Joseph who sold his farmland and placed the proceeds at the feet of the apostles. They nicknamed him Barnabas or Encourager. Now, this is awesome. This is a, is a record of, of something that is happening in the community there. And uh, this is something that we partook of um, this past week is again looking at what were the people's needs. Those who went into isolation that maybe couldn't go do shopping, maybe uh, uh, whatever the, 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 the need was, we as a community looked at how can we provide for those needs? How can we step into those needs? How can we uh, encourage one another? How can we reach out and check in? How are you doing? How are your symptoms doing? Is it getting worse or what's happening? This was the heart and this was, was manifest here in this church. And it says, uh, so firstly, there's a unity. They shared everything they had. There was a community and there was no selfishness in that. And because of that, the apostles also gave uh, powerful testimonies about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. What was the message? What was the testimonies about of the apostles? The resurrection of the Lord Jesus. That is the gospel. They weren't focused on anything other. Their focus was on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And great measures of grace rested upon them all. Now, if you knew this or if you didn't know this, 
the, the book of Acts is very much a, a historic book where they recorded a bunch of things that happened in the early church. Things that they, 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 they did, things that they partook of. So it's not that we are looking at this passage and saying, hey guys, anyone with a farm? We're calling all those with farms to come to the front because uh, we're going to quickly sell them and then distribute the, 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 the proceeds to, to the church family. That is not the purpose of this, this, this book in Acts. The purpose is to draw the key things out of this that is being illustrated in this. The one of unity. There was a care for one another. And like a lot of people testified, Llewellyn testified, and a bunch of you didn't testify, there was a, there was a community and a care that you experienced this past week. There's a care that you're experiencing in the family of God because we care for one another. God's called us to care for one another, to look after the needy. And man, like Llewellyn shared, maybe you are needy this morning. Maybe you were needy this past week. Maybe you were in isolation because you got in contact with someone that we didn't even know of. The point is this. We don't always know everything. So we want to invite you to let us know, to make known your needs to us so we can pray for you, so we can see how we can as a church family support you through what you're going through. A few, uh, a couple just shared um, with me earlier on now. Man, how, how they've been just going through some, some financial challenges and, and how they've really appreciated just the church family coming around them, just really praying for them, supporting them. And throughout lockdown, if you haven't known this, um, we've, we've helped various families with just the financial gifts. This past week, if you didn't know this, the people who went for tests who couldn't afford it, we didn't force them to go for tests. But as a church family, we paid for those tests. And that's maybe why we didn't count, Shane. Uh, <laughs> why we didn't count the numbers of the people. Um, but that's our heart as a church family, to not be a burden to one another, but to be a blessing to one another, to love one another, to support one another through the things that we might be, be facing and challenged with. Then just the last passage of Scripture. So that was on, on the community. Romans 8 verse 28. Throughout this week, we held on to this and... This is always in my heart. Whenever I face with a difficult challenge, and this week was a difficult challenge, and I'm just like, man, Romans 8, 28, that God will make all things work together for good to those who are called according to His purposes and those who love God. And I know I love God. How do I know that? Because I know He loves me. Because He loves me, I love Him. Because that is how love, true love is manifest, not by me focusing on my love for God, but by me being overwhelmed by His love for me. As John the disciple said, wrote about himself, John the disciple was loved. That is really the key to living a victorious Christian life. That is the key to living in unity with one another, is being mindful of his love for us. Because out of that, there's going to be an overflow of love towards one another. But like I said, from the scripture, called according to his purpose, what is his purpose for the world to know his love? For the world to know the, the message of the gospel that Jesus came to die for the world, to save the world, so the world can be free from sin, so the world can be forgiven and walk in freedom from sin, walk in freedom from self-centered, prideful opinions. That is God's heart for us. And by focusing on that, by glorifying the word of God, glorifying the unity that we share in the spirit, we can allow God to work all things together for our good. Like I said, two ladies received Christ this past week. 
Why is that? Because I was mindful and focused on who I am in Christ, the unity that we share as a body together, and I was focused on the gospel of the kingdom of God. I got to share that with two girls. They received Christ, and that was awesome. And that is what we're celebrating. That's what we need to be mindful of and focused on. Amen. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube.